I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is being recorded. I pay my respects to their elders, past and present, and the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be here today. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Jazz Transcription Clinic Podcast Live. Today I'm quite excited because I have a few news to share with you and today I also will be transcribing the Michael Brecker tenor saxophone solo on the cost of living which follows the Charlie Hayden solo which we transcribed on the last live episode. So the big news is that doing my research I bumped into this uh, web platform called SoundSlice, which is specifically designed to transcribe music. And it's done, in my opinion, very well, and it's very helpful. So I've been playing with it for a bit, and I would like to share you, you know, its functions and to show you how it works and what we can do with it. And I will do it while transcribing the Michael Brecker solo. So, let me just jump into the platform, which is this one. And, uh, as I said, it's called SoundSlice and is reachable at soundslice.com. It's a platform that offers some plans, so you can also use a free plan. I, I started with a free plan and then I decided to switch to Plus, because with Plus you have Uh, more functions available, you can print it out, you can export into a music uh, XML file which can be opened into any notation software like Sibelius or Finale. So it will be very good to put it on a notation software to give you know a better look maybe. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a very complete platform. So let me show um, the idea behind this platform. So over here you have the uh, basically the desktop page of your own account and I have already created some slices. So slices are um, the, the projects, the transcriptions that you are working on. They are called slices. You can organize into folders. So I will I have created a folder called transcriptions for live podcast. So I simply click and I can click on new slice. So, and here are some options. You can start already with a notation file if you already have a transcription on a notation file. Uh, you can start, and I think this function is more if you want to practice the music that you have, like for example, on Sibelius, because with this platform, you can practice as well. Uh, i will probably show you some of these functions, but uh, today I want to choose this one. Start with a recording, choose a YouTube video or upload a video. You can upload your own video if you have a video file. Uh, you can upload your MP3 if you have just a MP3, like an audio file, uh, but you can also embed like a YouTube video or a Vimeo, So the most popular uh, videos. So if I click on uh, YouTube video or uh, video URL, you can simply grab the link of the video you're interested in and paste and copy here. 
So this is the link to the Michael Brecker, the cost of living video on YouTube. And here it is. Here is the track. Now it will take a few seconds. And now at the top here, you can see the track. And if I click on play, it will start playing. And here you can see the music, the waveform, basically. So the great thing about SoundSlice is that you can add the notation so you can transcribe and immediately write down the notes. Uh, so I want to click on add notation in editor and there are some information that are required. What instrument are we going to transcribe? So I click on other and I put like saxophone tenor sax and written in, I would like to have it written transposed for tenor sax. So here you go in this menu, you have all the transpositions. If you play, for example, English horn, you will pick this one, but this is for tenor sax. No tabs because we don't need them on the saxophone. And visualizations is basically if you want to have like a keyboard at the bottom and you can see the notes on the keyboard, but we don't need that. So I think we are all set to go. We click on OK. And here we have our empty stave. So we can, of course, set a key. And in our case, it will be D minor for tenor. So we click on F major slash D minor and we say set key signatures. I would like to have the video probably a little bit smaller. All right, so now you can start writing the music and transcribing. So what are the main functions of this? The main functions are, of course, that here at the bottom, you have the speed control, which is very handful because you can slow down. Let me find, for example, I don't know, a random. And I slow it down. It's pretty good, even 50%, you can hear that the audio start to deteriorate, but it's still understandable. You can still grab a lot. At least the pitch and the rhythm. So let me go back to 100%. Here you can create loops. So you simply click and drag, and then you click loop, and, and you can loop a section which will be handy you know, if you want to back to some, some bars uh, more than one time. And here on the left, you have this panel that is basically where you are going to input all the nodes, hmm? the bars, the expressions or accents and embellishments, repeat sign, coda, this is for tabs, dynamics, this is for strings and harp or breath mark, you know, for us. You can include any text, 
everywhere you want, even chords. Hmm. And also some engraving functions. So it's pretty complete and I will show you. So how you do a transcription? First of all, you need to create a downbeat. It's called here out downbeat. Basically, you need to add the beat one of each bar. So let me go and search for, I guess this will be the end of Charlie Hayden. Yeah. Right. So first thing I need to do is to create the bars. And this is very easy. You can listen through the track and every time you hear uh, beat one, you press the letter T on your computer keyboard. Hmm? Two, three, four, one, two, three, four. So now we have all those bars set. Probably I had to start with a bar before because that scale that he plays here, that's like a pickup on bar one. So we want to make another bar around here. Two, three. Right, so now we can, for example, if I click inside one bar and then I click loop, I can loop that bar. Okay, I can slow it down. Okay, what I can hear is that he doesn't start to play until more or less the end of the fourth beat, right? One, two, three, four, and. Right? Two, three, four, and. So we are going to insert three beats rest or three and a half beat rest. And to do that, so it starts with a crotchet rest. And if you want to it to become a rest, you have to press the note R. And now it's definitely a rest. Uh, now we need to transform, probably I would like to transform it into a dotted minimum, so three bits rest. And we have two ways to do it. One is to click on the minimum and it has changed into a minimum. And then you click to a dotted note. Another way that, oh, if you, if you make something wrong, if you do something wrong and you want to go back, is any other software. Like any other software, you press uh, Command-Z on a Mac or Control-Z on a PC. Uh, the other way you can change the duration of the note is to use your computer keyboard and with a plus sign, you will uh, halve 
basically the duration you see and with the sign min minus or the dash you will double the value so i want to go to a minimum and then i press dot on my keyboard and there you go i have a dot and minimum and now to go to the next node or the next beat i simply uh, click on my computer keyboard i click arrow right the right arrow and i move forward and now it has you know memorize the last value that you inserted we need to make this a rest so i play r first and then i have the value till i reach a quaver there you go and now i move into the next beat and it takes a quaver did you notice that here at the top you can see what we have typed here and this is great because you can be very, very accurate. You can understand where the music starts and where to put it by looking at where the music is placed on top here. We will go more in detail. Make it, maybe we can do it a little bit bigger. Now, we still need to do the hard work. Of transcribing right so the rhythm and the pitch still needs to be transcribed by us and here you have two options either you use your instrument to get the notes these are C D E you hear that and this is Basically, a C major scale. Right, what I hear is a C major scale. With B natural. Uh, another way you can do it is to type a note here. So you select uh, the place on the bar where you want to insert nodes and you decide on the uh, value of those nodes. So if we need to fit all those nodes in one quaver, those are eight nodes. So eight nodes, it will be uh, if it is semi-quavers is two, semi-demi-quavers is four, semi-demi-demi-quavers will be eight. So we need to have one, two, three times this one. So it will be 64th notes, right? And we start typing the notes using the keyboard. So C. So now we need to insert all the other notes in the scale. We click right with the arrow and we type D. Right E. Right F. Right G. Right A. Right B. But we want this to be B natural. So we can click here on the natural or we can click on Command H if you want to use the keyboard and then C and there you go we have our eight notes 
and I think it's quite accurate, right? Uh, what you can do, like, and go to the fourth note where I want the uh, this bit to be uh, disjoint, and I click here, and boom, voila! Now it's a bit better and more readable. Now I need to add a bar, so I go to bars and add bar after selection. So there you go, and I can already add, you know, a few bars. Great, we have the first bar done. Let's go to the second bar. So again, I click inside the bar and I toggle cycle. So what I hear is grace note. I uh, would like to type a grace note as a 16 note and the first note is da 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 so it's C C sharp would be the grace note. Here it is, the first one and if I go on the notes here I can toggle the grace note or I can press Z which I will be doing on the C sharp. That makes sense. Okay, and how long was the um, the high D? Da -da -da! I think it's something like two bits. Let's listen to it again. So I click on cycle. Yeah, like two and a half bits, probably. Da -da -da! Da -da -da! Yeah. Two and a half beats. So again, first the rhythm, that's a minimum, and it's a note D. Uh, now this is interesting because it's uh, tied to a quaver. So I move on, select a quaver, as D, and with the letter L on your keyboard, you put a tie with the previous note. Pretty cool, huh? So this would be probably a 16 note. And then there is a famous brachyrhythm. Zagado! And that would be probably semi-demi-quavers. So this would be a quaver. Ta So now, of course, it doesn't follow exactly because we have only written three beats. So he's using the whole space of a bar for three beats. If I move this number three to here, then it will follow, but I, I don't mind. So I will... Okay, this is not too difficult. Todio. So as I said, we press another uh, quaver and we put a tie with the note before. This would be a dotted quaver, right? And then da-di-do to land again on the G of the next bar. So we need to fit two notes into a 16 note, into a semi-quaver. So it will be two semi-demi quavers. And the notes are G and C, landing on a G. So remember from last time, when in doubt, uh, 
put a hole. Hmm? Now we can try to listen and try to see whether we have been accurate. Now, as I said, there is a breakerism here. So, how is it done on the tenor saxophone? Uh, you can find all those informations in line or online, but uh, it has been studied a lot. You know, he was using the power of harmonics. So on the note D, while you're still pressing the note D, if you press the fingering for G, so both um, index middle finger and ring finger of the left hand down, while still pressing the A, you will produce basically a fake D like a harmonic, which is like a fake sound of a D. And this is how it, it does it. So we need to mark that thing down because it's pretty characteristic. And then when we want to play it, we need to make clear that there is something going on there. And uh, so we can open the expression panel and maybe I would use this one to put a cross, a plus sign on top of the first D so we know that uh, there is something going on there. Right, I'm pretty happy with that. Let's go to bar three. Right, so it's So I'm pretty sure you know what it is. I select the first note and I half. So that is uh, two beats. And then it will be tied to a semi-quaver, which it will be G and I press L. And this will be probably a dotted quaver. So I go to a quaver, D dotted, and tie it to the note before. And this will be a semi-quaver G sharp. G, and I can add the sharp either clicking on sharp here or uh, Command J on the note keyboard. Uh, so let's listen. Uh, it's probably like a grace note. So let me put this as a quaver, not dotted, and we delete this. So to delete it, simply press delete twice, and this will be a grace note, the G sharp landing on A. Now you can also Right, listen back from top. So I click here and press play. Make it visible. Okay, pre-bodo. This is even this one, it's not too difficult. Remember how we do the uh, grace note, even a quaver uh, grace note. It's G sharp, so G, Command J, and 
Z to make it grace note. Tweedodo. This would be two semiquavers. Tweedodo. And of course, if you're not sure about the pitch, you can sing back, you can check the notes. I think Tweedodo. This is pretty it. F. And then a quaver of G, uh, which is not sharp, so we need to naturalize. Tweedodo. Tied to what I think it's a crotchet. Let me listen. Okay, I can hear that he is playing like uh, another crotchet or maybe even a quaver of this. So we tied with the note before and then it will be all rest. So we click D. And then this will be a dotted minimum, right? Uh, click R, rest. There you go. And we can click here. This starts to be complex, but hey, we don't like. Uh, simple things. Oh, one thing, if the music is too small, you can click here on settings in the bottom right corner and you have a zoom level and you can increase. Hmm? And I think I will use this one for the next bar. Okay, so this is basically, you know, a group of notes that we need to understand where they go. The two top notes, which should be D and F, uh, those are yeah, those are beat three and four, right? Yeah. Uh, so we know that we need to fit those notes, and it's starting like after the first beat. So what are the notes? Here, I think I would. I oh, I would create a loop maybe here. Okay, sounds like a pentatonic. Right, starting on G, and this is, guys, when the theory and to know the sound of a mode of a scale is really handy. So I could pick the pentatonic. So if I get the first note, which should be G, yeah. Uh, so I know all the rest of the notes. Right. He goes up on the pentatonic. We know now that we have to fit that pentatonic into the second beat, basically, because the first beat is off, as you can hear. So 
So we are here. First beat is off. So we make a crotchet rest and we go on. I think it starts on the end of the second beat. Rest. And then maybe we have four notes. So again, we go here and we have, we said G. Okay. It picks the closest G to the last note that you have. So this is the closest G. It's very easy to drop an octave. You simply go command and uh, arrow down. Hmm? And then write A, C, D. So I want to take these four notes and make it the half. There you go, 64. And then I select the last one and it will be F, G, A, and C. And as we said, this will be two crotchets of D and F. Let's listen to it. Of course, when I tapped the bar in at the beginning, I might have been a little bit imprecise. And also, you know that in jazz, especially on a ballad, it's very hard to keep the metronome very stable. So there is a natural for creation. And this is when a sound slice is so powerful because I can actually place those notes exactly where they happen. There is a little hesitation on this F, isn't it? Uh, but uh, I don't want to become too complex with the writing you remember from last times. So I would probably just put this, that I know that there is a little thingy there. And here, there is another breakeries which is beautiful. You know, the F is so suffered as a note. The, the sound is almost corrupted and he moves. It just slides onto the F and goes to a softer, much, much softer dynamics. So these are all the things that guys, we need to learn after the transcription. So, of course, if you want, and I always recommend this, you should memorize it first, because when we memorize the solo, we can learn the sound, the actual sound of everything that we hear. And look at the first phrase, you know, it looks so complex, but if I have to play it, if I memorize it, Something like that. So it's really important that we get the correct sound. And now... So it's the end of the four again. So this will be quaver. And here we need to insert those notes. Now... I think a, a nice version would be to write all the notes Right, so I write this and it will be E, D, C, E, 
and we land on an A. Let's listen. Yes, and there is a thing I really love here, which is... So, how to write it? Remember, guys, make the half of the bar very clear. This is really important. I don't like writing a dotted minim here. I would rather do this. Um, and now this will become, you know, the, the half of the bar. And it's feasible. And I like it. And this will be a dotted quaver, tied. And the last note is a semi-quaver, we said. Let's listen to it. Did you hear, guys, that here, at the very last moment of this note, he vibrates the note, shakes the notes a little bit. And that's so beautiful. He keeps that note like a blade till the end and just at the very end gives a little shake and these are the things that we need to study again everybody is able to play an A but that A is very difficult So those are the little details that makes a solo a great solo, that makes the phrasing, that gives you personality when you play. And why not pointing it out by writing, for example, here at the top, we'll write vibrato. And again, you have a lot of controls, font style. I like italics. I like this a little bit bigger, maybe. And there you go. We have written vibrato. Let's go to the next bar. So the first eight notes are semi-quavers. And what I hear, again, you know, my theory connected uh, to the ear, which I used to call theory, T-H-E-A-R-Y, is, is the theory that you learn through your ears tells me that this is the sound of the triton substitution. So the harmony here is A7 for the saxophone, probably flat 9, because we are in a minor key. And here I can recognize the E flat major arpeggio. <laughs> over an A dominant and that's the triton of course and that's a characteristic sound of the triton substitution so we got the notes C, D, do, do so the first three notes are like C minor but I think he's already thinking uh, over either the altered scale or the diminished scale uh, or simply the triton substitution and we said they are semi-quavers and it starts on the note G and then right uh, sorry C right G and then E flat now I can type E and then command G makes it flat and then B flat but it's this B flat here 
So as I said, command arrow up, and then this is a E flat major arpeggio. So if you need to understand those notes, you can sing it. Uh, let's leave the embellishment out for now, but so once you get the notes, you can add the embellishment back. And there is a mordant here. Now, I couldn't find the mordant here. I could only see the trill, but here is another great tool that you have on sound uh, slice that here at the top you see search I simply typed in mordant and here you go you have it ornament mordant you click and there you go ending on top C right so uh, we can do in two ways we can count how many notes we have A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y Z 10 notes so it would be clearly two quintuplets and <clears throat> we can click already on the tablet and will be five nodes in the space of four right and there you go you have the queen tablet and you can fill in the notes uh, this is B natural remember C D, e. and then there is exactly the same thing so I could probably use so I can show you the copy and paste thing copy and then I go to the next bit paste and I have just to change the note now I can, can also drag the notes this will be A this will be B natural B natural and the last note is C right let's listen pretty happy let's listen once at full speed maybe from top let's go from top here so that it's clearly a D
But here is a bit flat. Oh, oh, that's a bit flat. So again, we can use maybe uh, here. I can put like an arrow and it's a little bit hidden. So I can also, if I want, maybe put it in brackets. Hmm? Let's slow it down a little bit. So, that's another quintuplet, right? Yes, the landing note of that twirl is basically on the uh, second beat. So, this is a rest and I make it a quintuplet. So, five notes in space of four, that's right. And the notes are a, B, A, G sharp, uh, G sharp, A, um, da, do, da. This is a little bit longer, so I would put probably a quaver. And then, da, ya, on the altissimo. So that would be A and B flat as Gray's notes. Da, ya and I like a scream, like a very suffered. So let me put uh, those two. I toggle with Z and I move an octave higher and I make another one B flat. I toggle the Z and this is that scream is basically a minimum of a altissimo A. Yeah, pretty happy. Next. That's a G, right? But there is an F sharp as a grace note. And this would be a quaver grace note, F sharp. So F, command J, and Z. Da, do, do. That's a crotchet G. Oh, I almost forgot to say one very important thing. We need to save our slice. If you go out from this window or something happens and we didn't click save, we are doomed. We lose all, all the work. So we don't want that to happen. So I can hear that that is beat three. So I can probably select this beat. Okay, there is another breakerism here. Uh, let me write it down from what I heard. It's a crotchet and it's tied to basically a quaver. So I go here, uh, let's do a C tied and then A, A, and this is D, D flat. That will be a semi quaver, just a semi quaver. 
because I, I miss another semi-demic waiver here. So here's another function. If you miss to insert a node, uh, you need to add here a node and you make semi-demic waiver and you press L. Oh, now we talk. Da. And this is another breaker, like the one that we had before. Thumb. B natural. D. Da 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 da. Right. So there is A flat, A flat, G, G flat, F, and G natural. And this is five notes. So we can do five over four. Yeah. Uh, da, da, da. I would probably divide here. I don't like what is written. Okay. Brackerism here. You remember what we did? Put a cross. And on the A, we simply press like the fingering for D without the G. That's how you do it. Right? And tida another cross here. Da -da -da. It's pretty cool. It creates like an effect like if it's repeating those notes. That's on B2. So we need to count all those notes. Da -da 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 -de -de -do -de -da -do. 11. So it will be 11 tuplet then. And we can put semi demi quavis again. And the notes will be da. And we put 11 in the space of 8, right? Because it's one bit. So we write 11 uh, equals to 8. And there you go. Pa, C, G, F, E. B natural T D A G F uh, sorry wrong note F uh, wrong note F. and we land on E do 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 so that will be a quaver dotted quaver E and a semi quaver G C. I don't know how long is this. Let's go out from this. Oh, there is a crotchet. Dum, dum, and it's tied to a quaver triplet. And this is a triplet. Oh, wrong button. Da, da, 
Tô. Tô. And I need to move this. And of course we can do a lot of adjustments there, but we can go a little bit slower. What I hear is a E flat dominant sound. Something like that. flat again top you can see that here is where right I'm happy let's move on I really want to finish hmm, the solo so that we can B natural C uh, E flat E natural and E flat again D flat right it's actually Da, C flat. Da, 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 B flat. 
this has to be like that. And this, why is not tied to the next beat? Yeah. Let's write it in a simple way. Tied and rest, and then and it's basically on the last beat. right after the downbeat so one two three and then we need to write the notes it's what i can hear is like and this is one two three four five six seven eight and then seven notes. Yeah. D, D sharp. E, F, F sharp, G, and G sharp. Da 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 So I would write quaver rest, right? Ah, oh, this is easy. Finally, something easy. Thanks, Michael. Da 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 da. That's tied into a crotchet, right? Da, da, da. And then this, what I heard was quaver rest, ba, 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 F, G, B flat. Da, da, da. Let's, let's have a listen. 
Okay, gonna move the A flat. Okay, it's not a minimum the A flat, but it's a crotchet, maybe a dotted crotchet, and then there is a quaver rest. Right. And let's Put it in. Put it in. Yeah, I would put again uh, F sharp and it's a grace note and then grace note A flat crotch it probably. Ba -ba -da, a flat ba -da -da. It's a crotchet tied to a quaver This is right be a G sharp G sharp grace note da. and this is if you remember we transcribed the head so we already have it we could even import as an uh, XML file but it's and then there is a A flat and probably a rest. That's the whole solo. We can check at full speed from the beginning. And then you can play along. For the extremely long video but I thought of doing that and showing you hopefully the next solo that I'm going to transcribe will be a little bit easier but you know when you transcribe such a great player like Michael Brecker especially on a ballad this is what you end up with hmm? because on the ballad the space is much much wider so thank you for watching and see you next time